Each season, Guys Telling Stories seeks out fascinating people with a good story to tell. I'm Bill Easton, and this man beside me is my co-host, Rich Douglas. We're a couple of guys who love a good story. Join us on our quest to find fascinating people with a good story to tell. This is Guys Telling Stories. Bill, Bill, welcome. How are we doing, Rich? Oh, good. Everybody out there listening, welcome to the show. Thanks for, thanks for joining us here today. Oh, we're very excited about our guest today, Matt Granite. He's awesome. He's going to be excited to talk to us. He's excited about $4 watches, so <laughs> I can imagine what he's feeling about talking to us. Oh, he's excited about pillow deals. <laughs> excited about everything. Everything. Oh, this guy. We'll get into him a little bit later, but Bill, how you doing? Everything good? Everything's great. Oh, you know, and I want to say to the listeners, thanks so much for the comments and for the love for our first episode. This season has been fantastic, and it's all because of you, so... Keep spreading the word, keep sharing those episodes, and uh, we really, really appreciate it. So the Guy Telling Stories t-shirt challenge is underway. You're Started right. last week. <laughs> Phil's winning. Let's just say that. Is anyone surprised? <laughs> well, listen, I love is my shirt. Is it over? Is it, did I win? You go. You go. <laughs> you go. No, it's not over. Okay, it's not over. We need your help deciding a winner, and unfortunately for me, the contest is more than one week long. This season, Rich and I designed our own custom t-shirts, and it's up to you, the listeners, to settle who's his best. My shirt is awesome. It is a neon design, carpe diem shirt, and... And I got a feeling the ladies are going to like my shirt a little bit more. That's very possible. Okay. I've gotten some compliments. I've seen some purchases already. And these are available in men's, women's, and youth. So this might be our first baby shirt. It looks great on the babies. And nothing like seize the day with a baby. Oh, man. I know. I know. I'm trying to. You're playing to the families. You're playing to the kids. Just buy my shirt, please. Mine is a... Phil's killing me right now. West Virginia... He doesn't know I bought 12 myself. West Virginia tribute shirt. It says Mountain Mama, take me home. But you know the whole song, Country Roads. Where can they get these shirts? How do they show their support? Guystellingstories.com. Scroll down. We have a nice little merch button. Click on that and... uh, yeah, pick your favorite. Awesome. Also, guys, you know, we get a lot of emails, and uh, especially me lately, Bill, I've been talking to people who want to know how they can start their own podcast. Mm. Probably the number one question that we get right now. So, you know why they all talk to you is because they, I tell them to. <laughs> I don't know. Ask Rich. Uh, yeah, I was wondering. It's like, are they calling you too? Uh, uh, no, they just happen to get your number. Well, one of the big reveals that I tell them is our podcast is hosted by Lipson. And with Lipson, you don't have to be a coder or a developer to publish an amazing podcast for yourself or your business. And that's because Lipson provides all the tools you need to get your podcast out into the world. They connect you with the podcast directories like iTunes, and they link to all your social media. So with the click of a button, you share your podcast everywhere online. So right now, if you're interested, you can use our offer code GTS to get your first month of podcast hosting for free. That's Lipson.com. Offer code GTS to get your first month of podcast hosting for free. We've been using them uh, since season one. Yep, since the beginning, and we'll be sticking with them for for as long as we uh, ride this train. Cool. All right, let's get to our guest, Matt Granitz. Bill, what do you know about Matt Grant? Have you ever met him before? I've never met him. I, I know he's on TV. I know he loves Black Friday. And uh, he's he's the type of person who is so excited when... He obviously loves what he does. And he's so excited when he's doing it that you have no choice 
if you're listening to the news and you're walking around your house to actually go and watch him to see what he's selling. At least that's how I, know, I feel. I know. I dug a little deeper. Matt Granite is on the local Channel 2 here in Buffalo, and it turns out he is in 20 different states broadcasting his Ways to Save. He has a YouTube channel where he has the same deals and other deals. Over, I think, something like 300,000 subscribers. Yeah, you told me that before we, we got on the air here, and I was I just thought he was in Buffalo just hanging out down <laughs> downtown somewhere. I was looking around for I'll him. I'll tell him that when we talk, because <laughs> for the longest time, I thought he was just down the road, too, and I think he was for a little while. Well, this guy is known for saving you money, for saving us money. We mm-hmm. see him on TV every single day, so... Chocolate. We have chocolate. Oh, he said your wife loves the chocolate. Yep. Well, you know what? Let's, uh, let's talk to him. Let's give Matt a call. Sounds good. All right, Matt, welcome to the show. I'm honored. This is, believe it or not, guys, my first podcast ever outside of school. Mine too. (laughs) (laughs) Bill always says that. No, Matt, I'm I'm shocked to hear that because for listeners who are familiar with you, you have a huge social media presence on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. You're, You're on TV in front of millions of people every single day. But really, first podcast? first podcast. And I'm, to be honest, a little bit nervous because I'm not in the exact same room as you Or Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. yeah, of course yeah they, they know we're connected. Okay. So we're- it's a long distance relationship, which I have a <laughs> lot of experience with, but usually, you know, I'm speaking to people face to face, but I, at least in television, it's uh, it's a lot of satellite connections. You guys, it doesn't get more personal than this. You you sound like you're inside my ears right now, which is fantastic. Beautiful. Yeah, we I, I knew that you would have some experience, you know, talking in long distance. But yeah, we are Bill and I are sitting here. We're in Buffalo, New York. Where are you uh, currently right now? I am right now in Toronto, Canada. So we're very close physically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we are, we are we we love we always call it road trips where we can you know travel out and sit down face to face. But usually we have to convince the wives that that's uh, a good idea. A, yeah, a good idea, a worthwhile trip to so spend uh, three or four nights. You know, yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> dr- drag them away for the weekend. Now you would be worth it, but uh, you know we just uh, oh, better yet. My wife will pay to get me out of the house to be with <laughs> Oh, wow. We got to get to that so level. So she'll cover the trip. Oh, that's awesome. We definitely need to get to that level. Uh, well, Matt, you know, we always like to send people to your website, social media. So please uh, plug away. Where can people find you online? Usually a quick Google of my name will take you to where you want to be. Uh, Matt Granite, G-R-A-N-I-T-E. But if there was one platform where I could invite the world... I think it would be YouTube. And the reason I really prefer YouTube now more than ever, in addition to the live capability, is that all of the deals I find get given away for free to my subscribers. So hundreds of thousands of dollars just get given away to all the great people. YouTubedeals.com is where you can find me or just search for the deal guy. I would love to get rid of all of the stuff that I've been told I need to exit from my home. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah. So check him out on YouTube, uh, YouTube at the deal guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Wow. So I'm taking a look at the page as we speak and you have luggage sets, uh, scales. Bill was, uh, before we uh, started recording, talking about chocolate. Oh yeah. They don't, they don't send you all of this, do they? And then you have to, uh, get rid of it or do they, do they send you all of it? There's two different ways I get a lot of the products. The first is I created this algorithm not too long ago to try and chart flight errors and price drops. So those are the days where a $5,000 business class ticket around the world is inadvertently reduced to 50 bucks. And I developed an algorithm where I could catch the errors and it failed. It failed miserably. The only <laughs> thing it worked on was price drops. That's cool. So I have a, I'd say a 60 or 70% prediction rate 
where I'm correct in terms of predicting price drops. And I use this algorithm to try and chart price drops on upcoming deals. I buy many of the deals hoping that I'm correct. I test them. Those are the items that give given away on YouTube. And then the other half of the batch, a lot of manufacturers from around the world will test me, send me products to test in beta. So they haven't been publicly released yet and they want my honest opinion. Uh, those are the other half of the items. So I'd say it's a 50, 50. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, using, using this whole a- algorithm to kind of start a job that didn't exist before. I, w- I want to get into that in a second, but, uh, I want to ask the obvious question too. You're not being, paid to review these products or, or paid to oh, I give wish. them away. <laughs> that would be amazing. Honestly, if I was paid to test the products, I would not be speaking to you right now. I would have retired probably eight years ago. <laughs> right. You it might be, be on fantastic. your way. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Any companies want to pay me, I'm trying to get that started. But uh, no, at, at this point right now, it comes down to me testing items and being able at this point in my life to offer my honest opinion on whether or not I like the item. There's never a pressure or an onus upon me, which I think is what may differentiate me a little bit from a lot of the other so-called bargain hunters right now. Yes. Are there companies that that benefit when I flag their items? Absolutely. Are there third-party affiliate groups that rack it in based on my recommendations? Absolutely. But for me right now, the beauty of what I do is I'm paid by TV stations. I'm paid by other broadcast corporations where my salary doesn't change but depending on how many pieces of chocolate people buy. And that's another reason I'm able to really love my job. There's no pressure. So one of the things I I noticed about you right away the first time I saw you is the enthusiasm and energy you have for what you do, almost like the passion that is there. Before this, what else in your life, going back, uh, would you get this passionate about? Or are you just like this normally? No, I'm I'm really hyped up. I have no life whatsoever. <laughs> and I I think in terms of developing this deal hunting segment that I'm now able to do full time, the hyped up momentum I get is from having people come up to me and tell me one of two things. Uh, it'll be in an airport and someone will yell across the aisle, granite, that suitcase sold out. My wife hates you. <laughs> So there's that one, yeah, right. Which it's actually, just 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 to uh, briefly tell you, I got uh, a speeding. No, it was a, I think it was a stop sign improperly stopping ticket. Yeah. So I went to court, and I, I, I chose to fight the ticket because I was actually obstructed by a truck, and I kind of just wanted the experience of going to court. Of course, and yeah, who doesn't? The judge called me out in the middle of the entire courtroom. I kid you not on that Vosges chocolate deal. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, Bill, you she have mentioned some of that, that it right? was sold out when she got to it and she wanted a new price drop. <laughs> oh, so that was, that was amazing. Did you but just yes, pull it out of your luggage and hand it? <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wasn't that well organized. Oh. I barely had the insurance forms for the uh, little stop sign incident. But the, the, the two types of people you meet are the people who are really angry at you because they couldn't get one of your deals or they missed out and they hold you responsible. And then it's the other people who tell you that they were on food stamps, but for the first time ever – They've now been able to purchase a piece of tech that'll get their kid through school. Those are the two things. I mean, I'm not, this is not some incredible charity work I'm doing, but I am helping people on one star budgets have access to four or five star items. And we're also teaching people how to work around a lot of the ploys that retailers employ. I mean, this is, this is a way to side with the consumer and help them get what they want. That's great. Yeah, I've been uh, reading in the off season a little bit, uh, just about um, 
like kind of like a balanced frugal style of life how you know like you want to have the things in life that that make you happy right but um you don't necessarily want to pay for them again and again and again or overpay so it's i kind of am reading between the lines of what you're saying you know you're you're offering these deals and and they're actually helping people get quality or luxurious you know different types of products or services at at a deal and sometimes even for free i know uh there's there's been a few rebates there where they can send away and and get get products for everybody in the office or and something. the tv and he has the uh the video on uh, the free tv how to cut the cord oh yeah well mm-hmm. that's- yeah, i've done your research honestly I, I wish i overlapped with more people that knew more than three things about me you're better than my family right now and i appreciate you <laughs> well no I mean, what do you guys think I, i'd always worried that when the economy improves i would be out of a job and i know the economy dips and changes and there's trends but just for me, I think no matter how much money you have, you always want to save money. And I think that's what makes some of the very rich people successful. They're frugal amidst all of their success. What do you guys think? I, I tend to agree with you. I think that everybody um, gets a sense of accomplishment when they can get something for less than they feel it's valued for. So there is definitely a reality to to what you just said that uh, even especially travel is a big one. Any type of upgrade that you can get is a big one. Uh, the free TV is a big one because nobody likes the the satellite and cable company. There's nothing. There's no commercials. There's nothing they can do to to get well liked. So every, anyone that can cut them out, they're gonna love it. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And Amen. Al- and along those same lines. You know, Matt, there's there's like a whole community of people I'm discovering who they 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 want to maybe become like independently wealthy. They want to retire early, but they know they're not going to necessarily do that by doubling and tripling their their spending and income at the same time. So they decide to, you know, maybe go to two grocery stores instead of one to save, you know, a couple bucks every single week. There's a there's a market price for for bananas and eggs. And if you go to your local grocery store and those those eggs are a dollar more. Some there's a group of people out there that kind of ask why. You know, it's willing that it, it's worth it to them to go to the next grocery store. So I kind of see you along those same lines. And if the economy, you know, changes a little bit, all you're doing is helping people save money on a consistent basis, and then they can become millionaires and still <laughs> love watching your. Um, I'll tell you this much: a millionaire loves a good deal just as much as somebody on food stamps. You know what I mean? You're giving me hope. I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, let's uh, let's uh, take the listeners back a little bit to uh, to your roots. And and you are you are in Toronto right now. But you know, before you started on this path to success, uh, you know, what was home life like? Where'd you where'd you grow up? Um, you know, family, friends, community. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Born and raised in Toronto, and I grew up in a family where I, there isn't really one thing that triggered my desire to help people save money other than my mom's childhood. It was, uh, we, we have no, I, I realize every family has something bad that happened. And many people listening right now have things that are substantially far worse than I'm going to tell you. But this is just the story that affected me. My, my mom grew up in Montreal in probably one of the wealthiest families in Montreal, lived in a mansion, had uh, at the time housekeeper quarters and drivers and butlers and whatever it is you have. And when my mom was young with her several siblings, uh, her dad, my grandfather, if I can even call him that, developed a relationship with with another woman and at that point decided he would move all of his money to Swiss banks and move away with this woman. And overnight – 
my grandma, who I'm very close with, and my mom and her siblings, went from being the one of the wealthiest families to a family that couldn't feed themselves, that couldn't pay for school. My grandma, who had no skills whatsoever, nor the need to have ever worked, was busy doing any type of retail job to working three shifts and uh, anything to try and make ends meet. And it was this 360 flip that virtually happened over the course of a three-day period with no laws back then to protect a woman or a mom from what had occurred that um, I watched my mom's life change, which came into my life. And I think that might have been what what fueled me. Just we don't know what our next day is going to look like. We don't know what our next week is going to look like. We can never be too comfortable when it comes to finances. So planning accordingly for purchases and events and catastrophes and occasions might have been really what got me going to answer your question. Yeah, that's that's incredible. It's it's uh, something that I, I had no idea of. So if we kind of dig into that a little bit, like uh, you know, were those your formative years? Like, how old were you when those three four days were were, were happening? So I wasn't even born when it happened. But the amazing thing is, it happens to me now on a on a regular basis. Where my grandmother, who is very close to me, and she's been on TV with me, who's uh, eighty five now, and and just a really astounding woman. Uh, through my childhood, through my teenage years, was not able to pay her cable bill. What had affected her in her 40s was affecting her 40 years later. Wow. Any money she made had to go to putting my mom and her siblings through college. And she incurred an, just so much debt over a period of time where even today – my grandma being the most generous person, even on a birthday, I know for a fact when she just sent my wife $50 for her 31st birthday yesterday, does not have the $50 to do that. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And she's, she's so generous still, um, to this day, but I, I see what you're saying that 40 years ago, you know, some, some, some things happened, you know, even before you're born and they're still, still affecting her today. So, you know, um, we always get into some advice much later on, but you know, as, as we move you forward in life, when you were, you know, 13, 14, 15, you're getting that first job, you know, what do you, what, what, how did that affect the way you earned money or, or spent money? Well, I will tell you that actually when I did get my, my first job and I, I think I probably was 15 or 16, the first thing I did with my paycheck is I took my grandma out for dinner. Oh. So it, it really does, it does affect you. And then the first trip I took, uh, was with her. I took her to, uh, she'd always wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. And I r- took her to Colorado, nowhere near the Grand Canyon by accident. And uh, she never saw the Grand Canyon. But I uh, I bought her within the vicinity of where I thought it was. You thought that was going to be like a good happy ending. No. Yeah, I was picturing sunsets. And, uh, no, uh, no, no. I, I We went the wrong way. I don't even know where the heck we were. We were like in the Beaver Creek area, nowhere near the divide. Um, so yeah, she never saw the Grand Canyon, but anyhow, I tried, uh, that, that is, that was something that, that affected me on that personal level, but also just constantly has me planning. I'll have a really, really great day where I get a paycheck from a, a television station, or I learn about a, a new national opportunity that I'm supposedly going to have. And you see these dollars and you get excited, but you know, you also need to remind yourself that my job, my stability right now comes down to a news director waking up one day and deciding he doesn't like the way I look or she doesn't like the way I look or they've had enough of me and my stability is done. And yes, it's great I have these fallback plans, which is where YouTube came into account and these different levels of work that I do producing content. But 
a, a lot of our financial stability comes down to one person, one occurrence, one particular day on a particular month that you don't expect. And I'm never that comfortable. Even when I'm comfortable financially, I'm never that comfortable. And I think it's that level of unease that constantly has me planning accordingly. And it can come from somebody that you've never met. Yes, that's exactly. The, that's the other thing. It, it's someone who uh, personally you've never met in your life who makes that decision. Yep. Well, I could not agree more. Matt, I'm fascinated about this stuff. You know, I don't always talk with Bill about like you know, financial planning, but I have been, like I mentioned, really looking into it with the wife, and I'm just so excited to hear. So let me let me throw like a hypothetical at you. You get um, a ten thousand dollar check in the mail. You weren't expecting it. It's 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 a, a bonus from I don't know the tooth fairy. Let's just say somebody oh, you good. made it up. What do you? How do you plan to allocate that money so that? You can still live, you know, a happy, healthy life, but plan for the future too. And and I mean like, you know, little pots, where does it go? Like what's your, what's your method of trying to create that stability for yourself and your family? I'd love to give you a great answer about investing in, in stocks and dividends and, and various, various commitments that depend on a bunch of factors we can't control. But mm-hmm. for me, if it really came down to one thing, you need to have a full plan and oversight of what your year looks like. And from there, you can really allocate efficiently how that $10,000 could be used. So I always tell everyone, what is your spending on a typical day, typical week, typical month? Put it on a calendar, just the dollar figure, because it fluctuates. Our, our heating bills, whether you have kids, back to school shopping, our ups and downs are just incredible over the course of a year. And then based on that, use someone like me to tell you when all of the price drops occur over the course of the year. I can plan almost to a T the week, the day, the hour you should buy back to school items, the week, the hour, the day that you should buy a television. If you're going to subscribe to a new cable provider, I can tell you the day you should do that. And it's from that you can actually slash each of those massive expenditures by anywhere between 30 and 50%. You know you have $10,000 to work with, but we're going to make it work double based on all of this planning we do along the way. And I think it's having that budget, like $10,000, that really kicks many of us into, into gear. That, a great answer. Yeah, because you know, if you're if you're following somebody like yourself and you you don't need something, then you're just entertained for a, a, a new segment. But if you're planning on that bigger purchase and you have that plan in mind, as soon as he says, "Hey, deep discount," then you can jump on it. Yeah. Well, that's where the personality comes in too. Like when he's on TV, even if it's something. No, I'm not trying to offend you or compliment you here, but please it's try. Real. I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it's something that I am completely not interested in, he's still. Matt, who's here? He's not. I'm talking like he's not even here. He's still, <laughs> he's still entertaining to watch because the enthusiasm and the excitement that he has for the item uh, is just fun to to watch. Oh, absolutely! And on, you. the, on the YouTube channels, Matt, you have uh, different interns coming in and out too, and I think they add that that dynamic that you, you can't always get if you're just kind of hit and record by yourself. So compliment to you with that production. He brought him on TV a few times. Oh yeah, well, I do. I get tired there. of talking. Mm-hmm alone. And that was the interesting thing. So YouTube is supposed to be this really strong connection between you and the subscriber and the viewer. And I definitely have that. But day after day, when you're trying to give people free stuff and they're telling you they hope you die because they didn't get your free, (laughs) 
you kind of want someone else to talk to. Absolutely. And the interesting thing about the uh, the YouTube channel, it's actually launched careers, not mine. Mine, I, I believe YouTube has given up on. But all of the people who've appeared beside me or these really younger, impressive uh, men and women uh, have all moved on to really big opportunities because of what they did with me. Our first intern uh, is now working as an anchor in Rochester, purely based on the fact she was in YouTube videos with me. That's great. Our, uh, our second intern, uh, Amy, just got a job at MSNBC. Again, I'm still here. MSNBC has not called me. <laughs> but it seems to feed uh, really good camera experience for, for young adults looking to make it somewhere. So good for them. Yeah, well, absolutely. We're happy for them, but we're happy for you too. So let's get into the uh, the success story side of things. Well, before you, you know, you're, you're going to journalism school, right? And and things are probably progressing just like just like anybody else. But you develop this algorithm. You have this idea for uh, for this 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 segment, let's say. So, you know, what was one of those first steps or the story behind uh, going after that goal? Like we're kind of looking for that no turning back moment. I'd say it was when I got fired as a political correspondent. <laughs> I think you're too happy to be a political correspondent. Uh, well, at the time, at the time. So I'm uh, I'm 32 now, and this was during George W. Bush's, I believe, second term. So if you can do the math on that, I was I was working as a correspondent for a group of CBS stations in grad school. And I'm this idiot Canadian who didn't know the difference between the House and the Senate. Really didn't know. I'm sorry. And I was late. I was really, really late. I believe we were supposed to be, I was supposed to be reporting from the Senate and I got it confused with the House. And I'm rushing. And as I'm entering the Senate, and I did have, you know, security clearance for this particular area. At the time, uh, George W. Bush was also rushing. I I assume he knew the difference between the House and the Senate, but (laughs) he... (laughs) <laughs> very nice to me. Very nice. Very nice guy. He was running down the hall or I should say walking quickly. I was running. I had microphones and equipment and possibly a backpack that was too heavy for me. And I, w- I had already taken my laptop out of the backpack. And as he came toward me and said, good morning, I was so dumbfounded by the fact that the president had just greeted me. I smashed a $3,000 laptop onto the floor and I believe I hit him with shrapnel. <laughs> oh, Matt, this is uh, this is not this is not going well for you. This is supposed to be one of your success stories. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I I can't conclude. I was so overtaken by the moment and the uh, secret service and various other people getting me out of the area and then filing a complaint about me. I don't really know if he got hit, if he didn't get hit. It. I thought he was further away than it appeared. Anyhow, very nice. It uh, He was not injured, but the laptop was, and so was my future as a political reporter. Oh, uh, it was over. Okay. Yeah, that same day it started. So it was from there that I realized I needed to, to carve out a new path for myself. And I went from there to working as a morning show producer and reporter in warm, balmy, beautiful Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> As if uh, Toronto wasn't cold enough for you. You had to go somewhere yeah. probably a little bit colder. Oh, and it was great. And I lived on the border between North Dakota and Minnesota, right in the small town of Moorhead. And uh, that was great because it was the best of both winters. If <laughs> North Dakota wasn't brutal enough, you had the Minnesota elements. It was great. So I was there for a year and a half, sort of trying to figure out where it was that I could be of a utility to the communications industry, which is what I wanted to be part of. I'd always had jobs in it. And I knew I needed to be doing something different, but I didn't know what it was. So I did TV sort of as my 
full-time job and my passion pursuit was working on an algorithm, working on something interesting that I thought I would be able to share with the world one day. That took me to Buffalo. And it was when I started at WGRZ that I started really to carve out the path of what they first called Ways to Save, which has now become the deal guy, which is where we find ourselves today. Yeah. Oh, that's that's incredible. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to all our listeners in Buffalo, New York. Um, you know, that's how we first discovered you. And uh, share just a funny story with you. You know, um, there's always these news segments. And I think it was only recently I... I turned to Bill and I said, "I don't. I don't think Matt Granite is like in Buffalo when he's doing these uh, these shows." So yeah, what made you what made you think that? Out of curiosity, because I always thought he was here. I think you mentioned something like you brought somebody else on and you had just said where you were at, and I'm like, "Oh wait, he's he's in Toronto right now." But your your path is kind of taking you all over. So you know, after after Minnesota or North Dakota, did you did you find yourself hopping around like, or was it just Buffalo and then back to Toronto? No, I was really fortunate. So uh, Buffalo was always home for me. It was the second home. It was where I, I knew to go find good deals when the Canadian dollar was looking better than it is right now. But I, I went from there to being picked up within the Tegna group of broadcasting. So I think Atlanta was the first station that said, oh, yeah, this this idiot in Buffalo, he's interesting. Well, we have some time <laughs> to fill. Let's just put his segment on. Right. And then from there, Atlanta sort of led the way for me getting picked up in Florida. And then Florida led the way for me getting picked up in the Carolinas. And I moved actually from Buffalo to Cleveland, Ohio, where they had a much larger facility that could actually host and syndicate what I did. And I know you guys are going to hear all these markets and yeah, I'm on in, in 20 different states, all volunteer work. I don't get paid for any of the actual work that I do for these TV stations. It's glorified FaceTime. I have one host station that basically pays me as a now a long distance employee. And all of the other stuff I do around the country for all of these different markets is really just because I like what I'm doing. Well, that is surprising to hear because I think, you know, I asked that question at the start of the episode, you know, maybe Matt's getting a little money from these people, this, that those products, that is not the case. And now you're on in these 20 other States, but again, it's like more volunteer work just for the love of, uh, love of the deal, love of helping people save some money. Wow. You should be well, on I'm everywhere. Always, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm free, free How come labor. we're paying you for this? <laughs> I'm getting paid for this? Seriously? <laughs> uh, Bill, we pay in t-shirts. That's oh, yes, about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll take a free t-shirt. No, I, I love what I do. And, and I, I'm aware that the more I do, the more opportunities will, will open up. It's slow. It's a slow build. Uh, YouTube has been amazing because it's actually fed me into great opportunities within Google and programming. Uh, and I now am able to use the YouTube studios for free in Toronto, New York, and LA. So I get free production, which is amazing. And one of the other things which is of a huge benefit to me is this is now fed into uh, what I'm told is going to be uh, a national live show in the next few months where I am going to get paid for doing uh, national work on a, on a much larger scale than anything I've ever done. So the contract's not here yet, but uh, I've, I'm being patient. And in the meantime, I, I really like what I'm doing. Yeah, that's really exciting to know that you're in these YouTube studios, you have maybe a live show coming up, and it, everything you've been doing up until this point has think of it in a different way has been practice for this live show. You know, you've been on air, you've, uh, you've been Facebook live, Twitter deals, all this interacting with different interns so that you can kind of practice playing off of each other. 
Building an audience, though, too. It's yeah. That, I guess that's the other side of things, too. You know, it's very valuable to you to have this independent uh, page where you can have hundreds of thousands of uh, YouTube subscribers. So that's great. Thank you. It's it's a slow build because I'm I'm new. I'm old. Like I'm very old for YouTube to be over the age of thirty and trying to learn how to upload a video. I've only been on YouTube about a year and a half to two years. So I've been fortunate that these other studios are now taking an interest and I've had people, a lot of people helping me for free, which has been great. Uh, there's, there's a very large studio in, in California that has sort of taken me under its wing and that's, that's all been phenomenal, but I, I'm still trying to figure out where I fit into the grand scheme of things. And especially on social media, I mean, you guys are in the same industry as I am. What is the social media that we should be doing? What do you guys like? Are you, is it, is it Facebook? I've, t- I've been told Twitter's dead. YouTube is now Instagram is next. What, what do you guys think? Boy, I, there should just be some some way to connect them all and someone that can do everything and i don't think it's there because because people just don't let it be there yeah it's just for every positive thing that's with facebook there's there's a negative twitter's the same way um instagram obviously is is more photos snapchat is you know i i and i i'm kind of maybe on this a little bit more than bill just to help spread the episodes and i think i think with me matt i'm kind of looking at like our time right now is an investment in and what's to come um you know i hear about self-driving cars and uh and all this other technology that doesn't exist yet so you know one day i have this i dream of you know these podcasts will just be a channel right in somebody's car imagine these self-driving cars and they just change to the uh you know iheart radio app and see matt granite doing his live show and they yeah. don't even have to have their hands on the steering if you wheel. don't have to drive why, why can't you watch a couple videos <laughs> yeah so <laughs> that's amazing yeah so if we're behind the curve right now I, I think um in a few years maybe we'll be ahead of it it's just a it's an exciting time to be building content and you know seeing where it goes um you know, Matt. Moving ahead, we always like to hit on a uh, like a struggle story, some sort of obstacle, maybe big, small, personal, professional. You know, as you're as you're building this YouTube audience in the past uh, couple years, or you know, making your way back to Toronto to be a little bit closer to family. Um, anything come to mind, like an experience that ultimately you were maybe a little bit you know better for, learned a good lesson? Absolutely, I, I have two, and the first is actually uh, a man who I admire and love more than anything who almost kid, killed my career one day just based on him waking up and thinking I didn't really have any potential. Oh, boy. Oh. You, you going to tell us? Good man. Just... <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. And actually, in uh, he's, he's a local hero as far as I'm concerned. His name is Jeff Woodard, and he was the news director at WGRZ prior to the news director who is there now. Okay. And I, I believe he's actually working as a college professor uh, within the area. And he, he was just very well respected within Tegna. Great guy. I was hired by him as a producer and a multimedia journalist at WGRZ. And I was the lead producer of the morning show. And then I started actually filling in traffic, which was ridiculous because I don't know miles from kilometers <laughs> and should not have been doing that job. And he loved what I did behind the scenes. Absolutely loved it. But he wasn't crazy about me in front of the camera. And I mean, he'll tell you that. He just wasn't really sure what to make of me. I have a very high energy level and we'd been doing ways to save on WGRZ for a little bit. And he woke up one day and he said, I just don't think this is right for Western New York. And I don't even know if this is right for television. So he took me off air. I'd been probably working for three or four months and he had a change of heart and he killed the segment. And I was off for, I believe probably a period of a week. And thank goodness based on not only him having the insight to say I was wrong and a bunch of viewers who are very outspoken 
calling and emailing and contacting the station, my one week hiatus became not only him putting me back, but he added me onto the evening news and an additional slot in the morning. And it was from there that many other TV stations started to pick up on. So I, I, I love Woody. Uh, that's the, the abbreviated nickname that he goes by. And in his last interview, I think he did with the Buffalo News, or was at least with Alan Pergament, who's a, a well-respected critic within the area. He said that in this interview, he mentioned him being wrong about me in the last paragraph. I think the last words he had pertained to him being wrong about me. So he was right about me and wrong about me, and that was amazing. That would That would be one... Uh, work mishap. And then the other is a digital mishap tied to my new YouTube following. Okay. I don't know if you guys know this, but YouTube live. So we all know Facebook live or many listeners right now know what Facebook live is. Mm -hmm. YouTube live did not exist in its current form a month ago. It's been beta tested. You always had to use third party apps to do a live broadcast on YouTube if you weren't going live from a computer. Okay. And the problem with the apps is they drop the connection. Sometimes the mics are on when they shouldn't be. And we had a wonderful gentleman helping me run the camera for a YouTube live video. And he inadvertently activated the microphone and the camera, notified 235,000 subscribers. So they all Uh got emails. (laughs) And all you heard him doing in the video was F-bombing. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. He was mad at the app. But imagine, you get an email telling you the deal guy has just gone live. And then all you hear is a man who is clearly not having a good day, just repeatedly F-bombing you over the course of an eight-second video. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's kind of funny from our perspective. Yeah, it but is. It is. I can see how this is not a good thing for your, for your subscribers. I mean, some might be... You know, younger, older men, women. So, oh, so, so, what you, what did you do, or what, what type of damage control did you have to, uh, to do for this? I, I think we've reached a point within media where I'm, I'm not a, a highly regarded, philosophical, wonderful mentor of a journalist that many other people within the news community happen to be. I'm not. I, I find blender deals. I teach you how to save cash on television. <laughs> I, okay. I love what I do. I'm, I'm showing you great iPhone cables that don't tangle for $6.99. <laughs> so the standards that I've learned I'm held to are, are a little bit different. Most of the people thought it was me F-bombing them, which I was like, oh, no, oh, yeah, I'm going to get fired by a TV station. And what I learned is after the video had posted, before we were able to take it down, it had like 780 thumbs up. People loved it. <laughs> they thought it was the best thing I had ever done. And I wasn't even the person in the video. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I was thinking that, but I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't put it to words yet. There might be that side of people who just, they love the outtakes, but man, the explicit outtakes might be, might make for some really good uh, viral video. <laughs> it, 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 it did really well. And I already had this pre-recorded apology and I had one of the other interns saying, yeah, no, 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 it definitely wasn't Matt. It was the camera guy. We didn't even end up needing to use that. And I think that's, that's what I've learned. I, I'm generally not someone that would F-bomb every single one of my subscribers. Subscribers, but I, I think people understand that that I'm I'm human. I whoever was having a bad day wasn't able to work the technology, and I, I, I like that I have a connection with people where they're able to have a sense of humor with regards to how inept I am and the people I associate with. How long ago was that? It was in the month of February, so uh, very very recent. I believe it was the beginning of February, and okay. if I have 
any subscribers right now listening who had their notifications turn on, you know you were F-bombed, and I apologize. <laughs> what we can do here is uh, next February have a one-year uh, anniversary, <laughs> but use, yeah. you know, bleep out all the F-bombs, but I think people would enjoy uh, reliving that. <laughs> that would one. be great. I know. I want to see it now, but I, got, I, I understand. You had, to take, you had to take it down. I just didn't think the video was going to have the longevity. You know, it was a great couple of hours, but I'm thinking, how would someone benefit from this video a week from now? Maybe I'll just put in a flight deal. Well, it's your next channel, Ways to Swear. That's right. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, what is next? What is your, what is, what do you, what are you looking to do in the near future, in the far future? Like, what's the ultimate goal for Mac Granite? I tell you, I sure as heck like to do some more podcasts. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, good. we're having a blast here. Yeah, you guys are amazing. I would, I would definitely like to do more of what we're doing right now. I, if you've watched me on TV, I'm usually limited to this in television terms, a very generous ninety seconds. But to be able to have a conversation with someone in a connection and with other people downloading the podcast where you're not dead the next day because your 90 seconds is up, uh, that's definitely something I'm interested in. And then, I mean, who knows? I, I, I don't have the, the contract yet for the national show that I or the national live uh, show that I'm expecting. But that will be if that does occur, the, the next huge project that uh, will be sort of beyond anything I've ever tackled. I'm still going to keep doing television amidst all that. I'm just not necessarily going to be in in Toronto uh, five or six days a week anymore. And then obviously YouTube has just opened so many doors. I'd like to really amplify the content I devote toward that platform. Cool. These are, yeah, these are super exciting things. And yeah, you know, I'll, I'll kind of throw some love back your way. The, the long form conversation, the connection, you know, Bill and I feel when we're, when we're reaching out to you and you, you know, compliment you enthusiastically, you know, say yes. And, you know, being so close to Toronto, I'd love to meet up in the near future just for fun, you know? And, uh, and like you said, making those connections within a community of, uh, you know, like-minded people who are excited about, you know, making content and sharing it with, uh, that same community. Right Absolutely. Do you guys want to know a secret that I've never told anyone? Definitely. We love that. So other than the people I work with, no one in television knows this. In fact, many of the TV stations I produce content for don't know this. So my wife and I have been apart for, it's been like four years of marriage and another 12 years of dating in between that we met in high school. We've, we've never actually lived in the same city until two or three weeks ago. And the only reason we're now able to live in Toronto together, where she has a job that I didn't want her to leave, is because... A general manager at the television station in Cleveland thought that I should be able to go home and we put equipment into our second bedroom and I now go live nationally across the country from my second bedroom every day. That's That's great. That is great. That that is. No one knows that. (laughs) They rebuilt the set. We have these really good fiber. No, yeah, they know now. (laughs) We have these really good fiber optic connections where – the delay that I would actually have in a typical television studio has been diminished just based on, on the new wiring we have. So my commute is I walk across my living room. That's it's great. amazing. Okay, one other secret. I'm wearing a shirt and tie up top. I'm not even wearing pants half the time. <laughs> That's my next question. I'm, uh, I was going to say so, fuzzy, fuzzy uh, slippers. You know, looking like, at some uh, some photos. Bear I'm, slippers. I'm checking the photos now, trying to picture this. So. Oh man, that that is that is great. So yeah, we, you know, it's super easy for you to bring on the misses if you'd like. You know, hey honey, come on in here, and you know, I'll share this deal with you. That 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 is great though. And you know what? It kind of brings us to that next point. Um, you know, if you have any advice to for for anybody looking to start out in the future. I mean, I'll, I'll sort of set the table for the question. You're, you're now doing this to a national 
general audience from your second bedroom. So, you know, if there was, if there's anything holding somebody back who wants to, you know, start a YouTube channel or, or maybe a podcast, is there any advice you'd give to them, you know, and they're just starting out? Yes. You have to be relentless. You have to be persistent and you have to be patient. Although I believe that in some case I gave you synonyms there. So, uh, that's not helpful. But <laughs> what, what I will tell you is that it takes an incredible amount of time to accomplish the things that we would have perceived as basic and essential a couple of years ago. For every new subscriber I get on YouTube, I lose five or six people who are mad at me because they didn't get the freebie or the deal that I featured was sold out. And you have to have a thick skin, not just for journalism, not just for broadcasting, just for digital, but any public service position, and journalists are now in a, a, more than ever, a position of public service, you have to, amidst all the accountability and the standards that you may or not be held to, have to have a thick skin, not just for the people you serve, but the people you work for. And you have to know that you are just as disposable as the next person. So the key is not only defining yourself and carving out a path, but redefining yourself constantly. So you're never really that self-assured amidst everything going on around you, but that's what makes you better. That's what drives you. And that's what's going to be opening up more doors time and time again. That's great advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think sometimes, you know, people put themselves out there that first time and, you know, they expect, you know, the the world to stand up and applause or, or and applaud. But it, it really is about being relentless and doing it again and again. If you need a little break, take a break, go back, go back to it and, and, and keep grinding. Um, so I appreciate that advice. You know, ability- I'm no more secure than someone out of college. And I, I'm constantly reminded of that every day. I'm only as good as my next deal. It's great. I have other things going on, but that really hardworking student out of a community college that's trying to edit video at a TV station it is really on the same level as me. And I think the problems we run into in the industry is when people forget how easily they can become replaced. Well, the segment that, that, that we see is great, and the content is great, and you actually, the personality makes the whole thing and ties it together. So what, what you're doing, Woo! I think, will uh, we'll stick around for, for a while. Um, and I'm sure if you left, people would, would notice and, and comment, which, is, <laughs> which has already happened once. So yeah. um, Thank you. you're a little more stable and secure than I think you, you were even uh, thinking, um, but it's always good to to uh i'm gonna replay this podcast the next time i have a bad day or i'm feeling down on myself my oh this is great well thank you matt it's been it's been inspirational hearing about like you know your your childhood and on all the way through the successes and looking ahead to the future with uh with some of the new things that are on the horizon so um i just want to say thanks for thanks for doing the show um maybe one more time could you just uh remind the listeners plug that social media website Absolutely. I would be honored to have anyone listening right now join me as a subscriber. Just visit youtubedeals.com or simply search for The Deal Guy. You'll find me. Let me know that you found me from this podcast. I will rig every giveaway if I can to give you preferential treatment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There's some incentive right there. Uh, well, guys, this is this has been fantastic. I'm so glad we got a chance to connect with Matt. Uh, Bill, anything for the good of the order? The good of the order. I don't know what that means. All right, we'll cut this. Part <laughs> Seriously, we'll cut that out. I try to throw new phrases at him every you season. You don't have to cut it out. Well, I appreciate oh, it's it. It's kind of funny. Like, keep me on my toes here. Good of I'll the hit, order. Yeah. Good of the order. That's a phrase, Bill. I, I, uh, all right. Well, Matt, thanks for sharing your stories. Uh, until next time. It's been an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. 
All right, guys. Matt Granite, Bill. That's fun. What a cool guy. He's And apparently we're going to meet him soon. Yeah, we got a selfie picture with him. <laughs> um, we did. We'll post that. He was awesome to talk to. Yeah, he was. It made me feel like we had been friends for, for years and we were just like... I you know reconnecting. I just can't wait to see the next time he's on TV to look at the like to try to picture. All right, I'm in my uh, I'm in my house in my spare bedroom. Yeah, I want my studio to be in my spare bedroom so that I could just stroll in wearing my pajamas and you know broadcast to you know hundreds of thousands of people every single day. What, what a cool! What's what wrong cool with my mom's basement? <laughs> Your mom has a lovely basement. <laughs> We're not in my mom's basement. No. No. Hey, quick reminder: we are still deciding the winner of the Guys Telling Story t-shirt design we told you about earlier. Please go to guystellingstories.com, click on that merch link, and help us decide the winner of the custom t-shirt design. Yeah, I could use a little bit of help. I think my Carpe Diem shirt is perfect for working out. So please, if uh, you like working out, get on my side and Mm -hmm. and, uh, hit up that merch tab. We were uh, talking to Matt Granite, and he's texting all his friends, please buy my shirt, please buy my shirt, please buy my shirt. Well, I am not joking when I say this. Copy I am, paste. I am sending him a shirt like we, we talked about, um, and it is going to be my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, I'll be reaching out to uh, get your info. So, And uh, thanks again to our podcast host, Lipson. Lipson provides everything your podcast needs from the publishing tools to hosting, Remember to use our offer code GTS to get your first month of podcast hosting for free. That's Lipson.com, offer code GTS to get your first month of podcast hosting for free. Good energy today. Oh, I know. I, I, I want to go like run like a mile, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> not really. I'm I never just... did that marathon that I said I was going to uh, do after the last one, but maybe now after talking to Matt and getting all... Excited. Amped up. All right. Well, make sure you subscribe to our show and Matt's channel. And guys, until next time. (laughs) 